Welcome to UWC SEA Stories. In this podcast, you'll hear from some people in our service program, both in school and our local partners in Singapore. Service partnerships have played a vital role in UWC SEA's history, and we celebrate these long-term partnerships in this, our 50th year. In this podcast, you'll hear from Frankie Meehan, the Head of Local and College Service Program at our Dover campus. He's talking with three high school students, Karen, Callista and Yu Yang. They started their own advocacy group for migrant domestic workers after identifying a need in the community. So Callista, your group is called Her Journey and it aims to raise public awareness of the struggles faced by migrant domestic workers and help those workers themselves understand their rights. Where did your own journey begin? How did you become interested in the situation of domestic workers here in Singapore? My own interest in domestic workers started from when I was a child. So growing up, I've always had uh, domestic workers come and go take care of me. And I remember each of them had like distinct personalities and they were all very interesting, very kind people. But as a child, I've never thought about asking about their own personal lives. It would be kind of a shame for me as someone who has experience with domestic workers who know who have known them personally before in my life to not truly understand the kind of situation that they're in here in Singapore. Karen? Um, so my personal contact with domestic workers actually came from a service I did in grade 10 and it's called Home Cooking. Home is a Singaporean NGO that provides shelter for domestic workers who have been maltreated by their employers. And we learned that a lot of domestic workers actually came to Singapore not voluntarily, but in order to earn school fees or medical fees or to support their kids and siblings back home. So, Calista, that was when you came up with the idea of a card game. Yeah, so the game that we came up with call, is called the Empathy Challenge, which is um, meant to garner empathy for domestic workers because we noticed that even though domestic workers are, like their roles in children's lives and families' lives, they're extremely personal. We noticed that people still did not really understand what kind of challenges they, fa they faced, which was the same as me when I was little. And so this game was kind of like, a source of redemption for myself. So within our game, you play the character of a domestic worker or you play the character of an employer. And through that, um, you end up empathizing with them because it's very easy to just demonize employers or victimize for domestic workers or even the other way around. We just really hope that through this card game, especially for children, we hope that the new generation of um, employers will be a lot kind, kinder and more empathetic towards their workers. I'm just thinking, could we perhaps test it ourselves? Could we actually have a look at the game? Um, we obviously won't do a full-blown role play, but let's read out a few of the role descriptions and get a feel for how it works. I'm drawing an employer card. So at the top of the card is, it, is a description of the character. It says that he or she is capable of speaking many languages. At the bottom of the card is a list of tasks that the worker is required to complete. This includes a list. It says household chores, cooking, and managing the house while the employer is overseas. 
So let's now draw a challenge card. The scenario says, your employer's child isn't listening to you. You are frustrated and are physically exhausted from your other housework. How would you manage the situation? You've got two options. You could either choose to use what you've learned from experience to manage the child, or you could choose to ignore the child, focus on other tasks. However, this risks you being caught out by your employer. Okay, because this is a negotiation game, um, so I'm going to take a look at Yoyang's cards. I mean, Yoyang's card, and Yoyang will be looking at my card. And so based on the information on the cards, we see that the employer is actually very flexible with work time and the character is also capable with children. So it seems like they would have a very peaceful relationship. So in this situation, it seems like the first option is the best, which is use what you've learned from experience to take care of the child because my character is already capable with children. And anyway, it doesn't seem like my employer would be very likely to call me out for not doing my work very well. So yeah, Karen, we choose A. Okay, so the consequence you face is plus one well-being point. Okay, so I got one extra well-being point. Nice. So would it be true to say that the card game not only encourages empathy, but it also encourages negotiation skills? Yeah, yeah. because um, we realize that every single employer-employee relationship and like kind of household conditions are pretty different. We kind of want um, our players to understand that different employers have different expectations, have different backgrounds, and so do character. I mean, and so do foreign domestic workers. So we kind of have the system of like randomized, you know, like picking up the cards because we want this element of unpredictability. We want the, um, we want readers to understand that no matter what conflicts can ensue, no matter how much you try, but there's always kind of a chance that you can work through it by looking at what each other is like. Another local organization you contacted as part of your research was HOME. And of course, you were already familiar with them, Karen, uh, because you did service with them in grade 10. So you now had connections with three established organizations and you had formed a student group in school, which you called Her Journey. And by the start of 2020, you had a clearer understanding of what you might be able to achieve as a group. You already had a card game, but now you added on two extra elements, podcasts and videos. So let's listen to a segment from one of the podcasts. Hello and welcome to Her Journey. Her Journey brings to you the real stories about foreign domestic workers in Singapore. Like many other migrant workers, Rusty struggled in her transition to Singapore. The first job she got was to take care of an elder in the household who was paralyzed from the waist downwards. I must carry her, I must take care of her everything like uh, do everyday activity, yeah, I must help her. This exhaustion was further intensified by the cultural barrier Rusty encountered. The elder Rusty was taking care of did not understand any other language except for Cantonese. To make it worse, the rest of the family lived in a separate house, leaving Rusty entirely on her own. 
I believe you interviewed another domestic helper and you felt really inspired by her story. Yes, her name is Cherie and in her experience she met an employer who asked her to work in two addresses and that is against the law in Singapore. So what she did in response to that was that she negotiated with her employer and when that fails, she asked for a transfer to another employer. So I asked her how she had the courage to do that. I can see how that message might inspire other domestic workers to speak up for themselves and insist on having their rights respected. Now, there's a kind of parallel story to everything we've heard, which is that you guys ended up in the final of a very prestigious international competition for student projects that address humanitarian issues. It's called Young Aurora. It's open to all 18 United World Colleges. But then the final itself involves a live presentation to the judges. In a normal year, you would have flown to Yerevan, the capital of Armenia. But in 2020, the final had to be held online. Still, it was live and I imagine rather stressful. So tell us about it. Uh, one thing that we really took away from this was that, you know, when you want other people to get on board with your idea, you really have to learn how to present it. I watched the final and there was a heart-stopping moment when one of the judges, Lord Darcy, he's a very eminent surgeon, asked a really tough question. Um, but I thought you handled the question really well, Karen. Um, you had all the relevant data at your fingertips. Um, do you remember what you said? Yeah, actually the Lord asked us why we chose to advocate for labor rights issues in Singapore as he seemed quite surprised about such violations occurring in a country with such a robust legislation system. And this is a normal reaction we normally receive from even local Singaporeans, as many of us weren't even aware of how little migrant workers are legally entitled to in terms of working conditions under the Foreign Employment Act, which is now the same as the Employment Act for local workers. Therefore, I compared the legal situation between the two acts and also talked about government policies for foreign domestic workers in Hong Kong, which help illustrate the discrepancy between the perceptions and reality. We also have one of our non-government organization partners, Home, who took eight years in order to advocate for addition of a legal clause of one day legal rest for the domestic workers. Could you imagine it's eight years of advocacy for one change? Yeah. Um, I know that your journey with her journey is really only starting and there will be many challenges ahead, no doubt. But what you've done so far really is impressive and it should be inspiring for other students. So what's next for her journey? What do you hope the project will look like in one or two years time? Okay, so first things first, we need to talk about the sustainability of her journey. One of the issues in when we were um, trying to um, start this up was sustainability because, I mean, there were doubts of whether we were gonna be able to continue, you know, when Karen graduates, when I graduated. But now um, I feel a lot more secure because Karen is grade 12, I'm grade 11, and Yoyang is grade 10. And we have a couple, we have like majority of our group is grade, grade 10. 
when she graduates next year, there will still will be like a generation of students with passion to continue the project. I also hope that we'll be flexible in the way we operate. So after COVID, we want more face-to-face -face interactions with workers and more real-life interviews so that we can establish emotional ties with them. Karen, Callista, and Yue Yang, thank you very much for telling us about your journey with her journey. Thank you so much for having us. Thank, thank you. you. To find out more about her journey, listen to their podcasts at herjourney.sg/podcasts or visit their Instagram page herjourneyuwcsea that's all one word herjourneyuwcsea Thank you for joining us for today's episode. The introduction music was composed by grade 12 student Drew. Please join us for more podcasts in this series.